episode 80 of U.S. Comics Cast. I, of course, am your COO, Charlie Rivera. I'm co-founder of U.S. Comics, and I'm a co-host of U.S. Comics Cast. I'm joined this week, like I'm joined every week, by the absolutely sensational CEO of U.S. Comics, the co-host of this show, the co-creator of our wonderful soon-to-exist comic book. And this week we are joined by a very special guest, uh, the super fan, as dubbed by my dear brother, Casey Manning. Unfortunately, because the first 15 minutes were so good, you know the technology decided to fail us. What you're going to hear now is you're going to hear me and John recapping the first, it's about 15 minutes you miss off of the recording. Luckily then, we got the audio working perfect, and you hear the rest of the episode absolutely crystal clear. Except when I have a speech impediment because I took too big of a sip of, uh, of adult beverage. So without further ado, here's me from the past with John from the past recapping something from the super past. All right, so even that didn't work. I just had to call you back, but I did perfectly hear you say that not just technology hates me, and that's rude, but because of the kindness of my heart, because of the, the ever-growing love I have for you, despite the fact, frankly, you don't really deserve it, and we can both agree. Uh, what was your talking No, we're not both agreeing. What the hell are you talking about? All right, so so just to just to recap, to rehash, to reevaluate, I was talking about a trending topic here uh, and everywhere uh, that Hollywood has us running on this treadmill that we seem not to be able to get off, like uh, like the luggage um, carousel at JFK, uh, the reboot. Ergo, the remake. So many people really don't have any fucking idea uh, what the difference is between a reboot and a remake. They just know that they're sick and tired of them. Um, so, so we did kind of discuss the differentials uh, or the differences, rather, uh, between the reboot the and the remake. Hippopotamus. Well, you know what? We can sit around and make fun, but uh, the fact of the matter is that you, Nora Casey, the tall. Uh, fucking knew what the difference was uh, between a remake and a reboot. A between guess. the two of you, between the two of you, you guys flirted with the the correct answer. Um, but the fact of the matter is, the reboot is uh, in essence uh, a continuation of our story. Um, the characters that you know, the focus that you know. It's not a sequel. Um, the reboot is a, a new. Uh, iteration of the story uh, that you that you're already familiar with and frankly are comfortable with. Maybe you have a new character um, who's playing a, a new actor, uh, I should say, who's playing the same character that we know the same foibles that they're going through. That's your reboot, um, but it's taking you down a different uh, different perspective uh, of the uh, of the director or the writer. Or what have you. Obviously, Spider-Man is probably the best example, but a, a lot of the the comic book characters we have the same exact situation with um, Tobey Maguire, Andy Garfield, fucking uh, you know, tiny little UK kid. Uh, okay, yeah, we get it, we get it, we get it. 
as opposed to your remake, which Casey hit the nail on the head with, with the remake, basically they're just they're heating up the leftovers from Thanksgiving and giving us something literally that has already been out there. But I think that their perspective is, yeah, this already existed. This was on the shelf, but it was getting dusty as fuck. You guys are not going to take this down off the shelf and going to watch it because it was made, you know, a hundred years ago. So we're going to remake it. We're not going to change any of the characters. We're not going to change any of the perspectives. We're not going to add a fucking CGI dragon. You are going to get the story that they got 50 fucking years ago, but you're going to get it in high def and you're going to get it with actors who are alive and we're going to make all the money. And Daft so, Punk is going to do the music. Damn Just because. So whether it's a Casablanca, remake or a remake, um, they're getting all the money. What I'm uh, pro-offering out there is something different and it is already trademarked. It's already copywritten up one side and down the other. This is the John Patton pending reroute. That's the version that I want to see put out there. Um, the the example that really uh, kind of lit this fire under my keister was Indiana Jones. We all know that Indiana Jones, after a long hiatus, came out with uh, the 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 Crystal Skulls fucking bullshit. Um, far from my favorite Indiana Jones. Um, you know, a uh, kind of uh, addition to you know to, to 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 the to the collection, you know, to the to the hardbound collection that was put out there. Um, debatably, maybe I still like it more than Temple, but again, it's it's debatable. Whoa. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Temple Temple's not great. Um, but again, you're comparing it against Raiders, or you're comparing comparing it against Last Crusade. Uh, if Temple was the only fucking one that they make, I would have. I'd still be sleeping on Temple, uh, <laughs> Temple of Doom sheets, and uh, you know, if I wore underwear, they'd be Temple of Doom underwear. Um, but I, what I'm putting out there, and what I have more interested in, more interest in seeing, is not a recasting of Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Bottom line, Chris. Pratt is fucking awesome. I love him in almost everything I've seen him in. Um, I don't want to see Chris Pratt as the new Indiana Jones. What I want to see is a reroute. So it's a, it's not a sequel because it's not Indiana Jones 72 or 75, however the fucking old he is. Um, but it's going to be something new. And the example is Creed. I love Rocky. And uh, there has been a... Uh, there's been a saving grace in the in the Rocky movies proper because after Tommy Gunn came and went, we got Rocky Balboa, which effectively reset everything in, in all of our hearts. In my experience, if you're a Rocky lover like I am and you are and Casey is. Uh, however, the Rocky reroute was Creed. So we now live in this Rocky world that we're all familiar with and we know we, you know, happy birthday, Polly robot. And, you know, we, we know how that all works, but now the focal point is no longer Rocky. The movie is called Creed. It focuses on Apollo Creed's kid. Rocky is now a secondary character. He's still there. He's still important. We still love him, but he's not the title character or the, the focal point anymore. And now you have a new character who is the focal point in this, uh, Rocky world 
story, but it's Creed. That's what I want to see them do for something like an Indiana Jones, where Harrison Ford is there, his character's still alive, he's still contributing, but he's not now the focal point. What I want to see is them make a short round. Ah! Bring him back. Um, I've already cast it. I want home. I want uh, I want Harold. Uh, take him off of the uh, off of the Enterprise for five minutes. Have him make a fucking dope movie. Now he's awesome. You know, now he's a, a household name. He's short round, all grown up. Uh, uh, Indiana Jones has been his inspiration. Has been his, if you're not first, it's last motivation through life. He's he's architect with a gun. Does what awesome. it takes. Um, but now you can have a guy who the baton is going to be handed off to, and now we're going to get his ongoing adventures, and they're inspired by Indiana Jones, and Harrison Ford can pop up here and there. Maybe you can film, like, five movies worth of scenes for him, pre-write them, and film all in one shot, and he can fly home to Callista and smoke a doobie and call it a day. Um, but that's a reroute. So it's it's operating in the world that we already know, that we love, that we're comfortable with. But it's a it's a different. You're veering, uh, you're veering the 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 vehicle off on a different path. You're still going to end up with the same type of ride, but it's not a carbon copy. It's not a replacement. Awesome. It's not a you know. It's not a clone because. Spider-Man even ruined fucking clones for us. If somebody says, hey, John, we'll make a clone for you, and if you need a new pancreas, nah, fuck clones. Fuck Spider-Man. Uh, fuck Ben. No clones. Thank you very little. I love it. And with that, let's pass the baton to Casey. Uh, if memory serves, I tried to just do another Indiana Jones, but admittedly, I was busy not throwing my MacBook out the window. So... It all works. Don't you bring up some Mutt. people? Some people think Mutt was Indiana Jones kid. It's not. It was my brother. He's a Mutt. Oh, so I accidentally uploaded the shitty quality version. So there's 30% less John on this episode. Uh, enjoy <laughs> the rest of episode 80. Are you not watching us fail on uh, Facebook Live? Are you not watching me embarrass myself in one of me and John's? Did Zuckerberg send you a direct email and tell you not to watch the stream? That's cold-blooded. So back to us from the past that you're now hearing uh, in the present. Maybe it's Wednesday. Maybe it's a different day. I don't know your fucking schedule. If Charles can't salvage it, I was brilliant. And if I can salvage it, well, you know he wasn't. Bye. (laughs) Full advertising. My brother decided to talk shit about Zuckerberg. Then suddenly, (laughs) oh, suddenly, the feed doesn't work. Works for Casey, works for me. But John gets kicked off the internet? A coincidence? I think not. Last time on episode 80 of U.S. Comics Cast, John, Casey, and Charlie sat down to talk about reboot, or is it a a reshoot, or is it a gonna try it again? I don't know, I don't care, because John has invented his own thing called the re-strategize, a.k.a. You fucked it up already. God, no turkey legs for you ever. What is it? What is it called? Thanksgiving. Sideline. The... This is why you gotta have a fucking pencil, man. <laughs> I use Charlie. I'll, 
Casey, congratulations. <laughs> Am I the new CEO? Oh, oh, you a Thomas cast. Indeed, you are. <laughs> the C. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so it was the it was the re what? The reroute, you non-listening motherfucker. <laughs> the reroute. Uh, we got 14 minutes left on the clock, and we're back. <laughs> My ideal reroute for Indiana Jones and oh no, shit, no, not for Indiana Jones. <laughs> For anything? I already did Indiana Jones. Do something else. But I but I just thought this whole time. Messing up the stream. Oh, so boy. fucking up my trademark shit. Casey, save this kid, please, because he's already lost Thanksgiving. Don't mix it. <laughs> I'll fucking do it. All right, fellas. All right. So here's here's an idea. And this won't be until about 40 years from now because Tom Cruise will never die. But here's... That's a franchise. Willing also. Exactly. That's a franchise that could potentially continue on without him. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. He's so I mean, now we're at they've had six, right? And they're making seven and eight with him. Could you move on without him? Maybe. But I think that at least has a that's a property that hasn't had it's only had one miss in six. And the last time it missed was back in 1999 or whatever with Mission Impossible 2, which sucks. It sucks. Oh, finally. This is what I wanted. I wanted to argue with Charlie about something. I finally got it. This is bullshit. You're just prejudiced against beautiful curly hair. It's because his hair was too pretty. No, no, it's not good. He was on the side of the mountain. That was cool. They had like one race on a motorcycle. That was cool. The rest of it, not good. Excuse me. Not good. Excuse me. Just, Sorry, can boys. you so get can, can you get the <laughs> camera is... footage from my jacket pocket, my left jacket pocket, <sighs> motherfucking God Mission Impossible Two for the, the win. One, the second one is with uh, with the uh, Gamora. Uh, what's what what's her face from Westworld? Yeah. Yes. Dave yes. from Westworld. Yes. I said Gamora. Okay, if you don't, if racist. you don't want to say it sucks, at least you could say if there's six of them. It's number six. That that that's probably the my least is that favorite. At least fair? Uh, it is in fact All the right, too don't... fast, too furious of the Mission Impossible uh, franchise. Charlie, Ooh, don't get me started. This, this don't get now me started. In my race against time, now, I can't oh stop. I don't want to see that guy to be like mm, he was asking for it. He he may be asking for it, Casey. I... Fast and Furious do, 9 in space. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My point exactly. Enough. The, Enough. The only difference is you're going to watch that movie with a frown and I'm going to be smiling. Nope, I'm not. I stopped. <laughs> I'm going to make up. you watch it. <laughs> no, I can't make you do anything. Oh, what I'm going to get you a wife oh. beater and a very big silver chain. <laughs> I'm going to make you Dumb. a tuna sandwich with no crust. Um, I have no problem with you wearing the crucifix. I rock one myself. Why is yours life size? (laughs) Why is that crucifix so big? Because it makes his chins look smaller. Yeah, there you go. Holy hell! All right, so so that that's that's fair. That that's a fair one. So Mission Impossible one could go somewhere. Since U.S. Comics is the one that's putting the bill, we're executive producing. We're the executive. Producer. <laughs> yeah, um go. so so I'm gonna ask you in the in the vein of our reroute, mm-hmm. what's gonna be what's gonna be the shift in focus? So all right, so so now now so 
Tom Cruise now is no longer on the masthead, so to speak. Well, what character or I think I think the plan was for Jeremy Renner to take over some type of a mantle, but then I don't know I don't know what happened there. But he wasn't in the sixth one, and I don't think he's gonna be in seven and eight. Could you you could probably bring Brant back eventually? You could do sure. something with him. Um, I'm trying to think of. And they keep dropping people too. Like the the woman who was in uh, four, she was great. I can't even <laughs> remember that the names. Rogue, not Rogue, not even Rogue. Um, what was her name? The one who has to hit on the the Indian Shah yes, guy. Yes, her. yes. She was great. She ah. could have taken, but then she left. I so I I'll think, be honest. I love. I do enjoy them all, but they have really kind of just kind of Play-Doh'd into one kind of ball of yep. Mission Impossible where, like, it's every color of Play-Doh that you had in kindergarten, so now you just have a giant <laughs> brown ball. Of, you're like, well, I can make a dinosaur or a snake. That's that's, that's all I have I left on the options. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. And, and you're right. I mean, clearly they have no intention of stopping anytime soon. No. Um, they don't care how many bones he's breaking – they don't care how many mustaches have to be grown. And neither PC do I. notwithstanding. Keep them coming. Um, so, so as executive producer, since it's my wallet, Casey, I'm going to offer up an option for your pitch. Um, I want to follow, maybe maybe give me um, the kind of the school that that super mustache came from. Because they're, the, the thing about the Mission Impossibles, plural, is that for the amazing shit that they're capable of doing, there always seems to be another agency, another secret. Great point. I'm like, we could redirect in that direction and still have the Mission Impossible Squad or whatever the nonsense shit that they tried to uh, justify the title for. Um, Impis- make them impossible the other. Mission Force is yeah, canonically oh, what they are. Me. That is that, so the yeah, there you go. Most that fast and furious writing I've ever space heard. <laughs> sound legitimate. Like, who are you, Space Force? Uh, I'll but they're that. IMF, but they've also been disbanded roughly 276 times. Like, so. multiple times per movie there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you're so, right. Yeah, so you're right. I, I would say, you know what could be a very interesting uh, popcorn uh, eating movie money making? Arrange those words however you want. Um, give me. From the perspective of one of these other agencies, still have the Mission Impossible Super Force Seven uh, out there, but they're in essence they are now Bruce the Shark in Jaws. They just kind of show up here and there. They fuck up the bad guys' day, but we're seeing it from the perspective of the bad guys. That's a reroute. That from the so from the villain's perspective. Fuck, why not? Um, that's fine with me. That's new blood. That's that's I'm new fight. That's awesome. I'm good Charlie, that. Charlie, what I do you got? That. I love that. I do demand that they end. Jones, I will punch you in the teeth. I do demand that they end <laughs> Mission Impossible's story arc with Sir Tom Cruise. I'm assuming he's probably a knight. Um, the way that you have. <laughs> even if he passed away in real life, you need to have it that Ethan Hunt is like on a. <laughs> submarine just riding the fin <laughs> and like a shark eats his ass like it has to be like that's probably how he's really gonna die at the lovely age of 141 is like yeah. he fucking evaporated 
while doing a stunt for Mission Impossible. But as our time windows down, uh, I have a film <laughs> that not only is it a reroute, it's, in my opinion, it's a movie that it's the only way to milk this franchise for more money. And that's my version of a follow-up to The Crow. Uh, my version of The Crow disregards The Crow Salvation. Uh, or, or uh, Yeah, Salvation was the sequel. Um, because it did bring back the little girl from the first Crow. For anyone mm -hmm. uninitiated, Crow is in essence the world's greatest revenge story. A couple that's crazy in love. They get killed. Um, the wife gets it real bad. Ironically, the guy who's thrown out the window and smushes on the on the road gets it not as bad as the. You can you can hit the timer pause button because I'm I'm pretty confident that the crow is a revenge story about the uh, uh the, the gangs of China's revenge against Bruce Lee by killing his poor innocent son. Yeah, that is a uh, that is. Uh, that is part of the reason, though, that I think a reroute is necessary. Because I do think uh, Brandon Lee, it, it was without question his most iconic role. Unfortunately, sure. he was taken from us way too early. And I think one of the only ways to honor that, um, and Hollywood has tried to, to remake this film a few times. The reason it has to be a John Rivera patent-pending reroute. Are one of you being attacked? That's New York City, baby. Is Tom Cruise trying to break in? And, and that's, with all, that's with all my windows closed, too. So I just literally so saw Zuckerberg, just a mustachioed, half-burned Zuckerberg face. I thought attacked he my internet, but he lit Casey's whole building on yeah, fire. This isn't even my show. I am full fucking expecting ninjas to show up and just fuck me up <laughs> as the time windles down. I'm fucking going to have my head on a fucking swivel. Oh, my Casey, God. This is how much of a professional performer Casey is. Straight just face. No soul, like, you, can, you, you see the lights on the background, like the, the lights twirling. The red from and the there's and a, see a gun coming to frame. window. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's on like the 118th floor. Casey window does window. not break. Okay. <laughs> I've heard legend of you getting slapped in the nuts before a song, Ooh. and you were fine. He's a but beast. Thanks, beast. There you go. Uh, I only got three oh, and a half shit. minutes, and we need outro for the segment. <laughs> Make them count. Make them. Uh, so, what's your redirect? So, my redirect is the story picks up. Years later, the little girl, the friend uh, that the crow has throughout the film, she's all grown up. She's married. She found Dead her sex. own love story that we're kind of shown in the credits. She's always told stories about what happened with Eric and Shelly when she was a kid. And the boyfriend, and the husband rather, because he's a good husband, has never been like, that sounds fucking dumb and not true. And that sounds like them. childhood trauma. <laughs> But what this little girl has gone on to do is she has gone to be somewhat of a notable artist. And what she does, it's always these beautiful black and white oil paintings that include some version of Eric and Shelley. So the iconography of the crow is established once again in the opening credits. This is something the husband knows well. Uh. Shelley is killed in our opening, uh, our opening you know, 10 minutes of the film. Now the boyfriend the Hulk opening, the, so to speak. Exactly. The uh the boyfriend isn't though, the husband rather. The husband's like beaten half to death. So it takes him over a year to recover. So then on the anniversary of his death, 
he takes his vengeance out, painted up like the crow. This story oh. that has existed in this city since Eric was around. It's an old wise tale. There's a famous artist who's drawn this clown smile uh, sure. hundreds of times. She's like, she's like the Banksy of the crow world. Exactly correct, and it's and it's kind of that sort of art. It's sometimes very much street art. That's where she started out. So what you have in this film is you have this non-powered version of the crow taking vengeance, and he's getting banged up the whole time. But he's no selling it. Like when Casey was assaulted, um, and what happens in our what happens? It might happen again. So what happens in our finale is the bad guy gets him because it's no fun if the hero just wins. The bad guy gets him. The bad guy gives a whole speech on how the crow's bullshit, Eric was bullshit, and this guy's punk bitch wife was a hack artist, puts a gun to his dome, fucking kills him, right? He's done. Chair falls back. You see, like, a little bit of red. The makeup's all rubbed off. You see a little bit of red come down the eye. Uh, real dramatic shit. What do you then hear? You hear a crow squawking motherfuckers back to life now he's legitimately an avenger kills the boss wipes out the fucking showroom now he can finally join his wife again in heaven you kind of see the silhouette of brandon lee kind of reprising his role as eric draven i cry hysterically through the credits <laughs> motherfucker that's a hit all right I, so you I, thought I, about this? I don't. <laughs> I don't mind at all opening the wallet for my, for my loving brother's uh, passion project. Clearly, the one thing I insist upon, Ernie Hudson's got to be a part oh, of absolutely. this. Absolutely, Ernie's Ernie like the Hudson, dad. If anything, we talked about perspective and how that's kind of the, um, the driving force. That's often. I always find that the character that's the audience that asks on screen the questions that you and the audience are asking yourself, those are often, most often, the most interesting characters. So I want him to be the audience in that sense. I want him to start. That, my friend, Casey, did you know that sound? <laughs> is, you guys can hear it now? Yeah, August 1st, baby. What the hell? You guys can hear it, but I can't. What the hell is my Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> we do all the special effects for Kate. Oh, my God. That is incredible. That, I'm my so friends, pumped up right now. means <laughs> it is time. Uh, that's all she wrote. Two topics, 60 minutes, even if we have a 10-minute break, because Zuckerberg hates us. So, so again, I'm going to go ahead and steal the, uh, steal the turkey leg from Charlie. You have to with like me. Like he is apt to do. Uh, so here we are at official intermission, our new segment, and this is a loving replacement for something Charlie absolutely woke up, drooled over, scratched his butt, and penciled out how he was going to do it, knowing that it dro drove me nuts. Charlie's uh, fake sponsor segment is no more. Rest in peace. Uh, it had a nice, <laughs> like, 38 uh, episodes. What a shame. Casey, you, know, you son of a bitch. Rest in Damn peace, it. slash... Rest in an unmarked hole in the ground, <laughs> piled up three deep, shallow. Um, we are replacing it with the uh, Charlie. What the hell did we call it? I mean, you didn't remember reroute, so I don't know why I'm asking you. <laughs> this is the uh, 
I mean, we'll probably come up with multiple names uh, over over the decades that we'll be doing this. Wishful but this is the unsolicited uh, pops, basically. Not pops, not Funko pops, because God knows we love them. Um, unsolicited promotions. We, we're going to take a quick moment, and Casey, you can contribute. Uh, we'll give you a few seconds to catch up. Um, but this is where we want to talk about the things that we love in this COVID coded cootie world of ours there are certain things that still bring us joy still put a smile on our face albeit lopsided occasionally sometimes sardonic um there are still good things out there so uh i'll go ahead and go first um there's there's this thing that's been out there it's been out there for a while probably a lot of people aren't familiar with it yet because it's relatively new it's called netflix i don't know if you guys have heard of it Mm. Uh, they used to mail out DVDs, but now you can just stream. Guys, I just want to give props to fucking Netflix, the 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 salvation, the 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 the, the red floaty under Pam Anderson's armpit and titty, running in slow <laughs> motion, saving us from drowning on the beach. Uh, R.I.P. Naya Rivera. Um, Netflix has saved me personally from a full clinical depression every day for the last three months. Casey and I were talking off air. I have been using it to like beg people to watch certain things. <laughs> Netflix is coming out with the, the type of shit, the old guard for anyone who's listening, who hasn't seen it yet. Stop what you're doing. Fuck Charlie's topic. Go watch the old, no, just kidding. Watch Charlie's topic. Then watch the old guard. It is so fucking good. Uh, it's one of those that once it's over, you have a little bit of like postpartum depression. You're like, ah, put it, shove it back inside of me. Let me carry it for nine more months. All I'm hoping for is that considering how wildly popular it is, and rightfully so, that they're going to go ahead and roll out with a sequel of one kind or another, whether it's a movie sequel. Casey and I were talking about shit. Maybe it'll be a, a TV uh, sequel, like long form, which God knows I love. Um, but you know, Space Force. I know Casey. Maybe, maybe <laughs> that was not the best example for Casey, but <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, a fucking Bright came out months ago. I'm still telling people to watch it. Extraction, which is, uh, I just saw the, the, it was like the the most watched ever on Netflix. If you just put together every fucking Office episode that people have watched on constant <laughs> repeat. Extraction has been watched more than all this stuff. Netflix, guys, it's ten bucks. It's, it's not money just well for spent. chilling anymore. Netflix, the you odds watch. Are, no, that's for sure. You can, you can watch it. My my password, like Charlie does, and probably like seventeen or eighteen other people also. Just watch it. It's so good. My unsolicited uh, pop is for Netflix. Do it. Bum bum. And you can have sex to it. Awesome. It's the Charlie, best. You, what can, you, got? you can even pause. Uh, coming out of our comment section, uh, my good friend to hear, he says, and I quote, I seen the old guard, left me wanting more, definitely wanted more background of the characters. It's sequel me. I also would like to give a special shout out to the old guard because that was going to be my topic, you some bitch. We change from fake sponsors to real. You go in the brain and you steal it. <laughs> Luckily, uh, I come massively prepared, so I have an this even better mine. topic, probably. This is, 
See, Casey, this is a good example. Of John being yeah, a son of a bitch. It's too. scary. My section See, of... on those turkey legs right and left. My section <laughs> of the podcast is brought to you by two of my favorite humans on Earth. And no, it's not Casey and John. It is none other than former WWE superstars, Zack Ryder <laughs> and Kurt <laughs> Hawkins. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Now going by... Look at that beautiful autograph from my friend I bought dinner and a beer to. I'll get in for him. It's lovely hanging out with you, Brian Myers. You're the coolest. Oh. No, you're the coolest. Uh, that's right. I come fucking with props. Um, oh. They have an amazing podcast, the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. It's a podcast about toys. But in case that was too vague, they're specifically spend most of their time talking about wrestling toys under their real names, Matt Cardona and Brian Myers. It's available everywhere you can listen to our show. iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, all that stuff. You go ahead, subscribe to us, US Comics Cast, and then you subscribe to them. Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. You know what I really love? about a show like ours turkey um, legs that's 80 oh. episodes long <laughs> that's very similar to their podcast which just turned 100 uh it actually turns 100 tomorrow 100 wow. episodes um so they started 20 weeks before us but what's amazing about the show like ours i think you don't really need to know the topic i have a couple wrestling figures i by no stretch of the imagination Am I a, a, a major collector? I don't have a dozen rings. I don't have uh, 30 figures. I have a few Eddie Guerreros. I have a CM Punk. I have Zach and Kurt. That makes up my entire collection. So one would say probably spending an hour and a half or two hours listening to them wax poetic about the sweet science of wrestling toys. Wouldn't be that interesting? You'd be goddamn wrong because it's just like having a new set of friends to hear jibber-jabber about everything under the framework of action figures. They might be talking about Taz and his towel when he was a Mattel toy, but really they're talking about their hearts and they're talking about their lives in this COVID world. So do yourself a favor from one uh, podcast with two literal brothers and our not-so-literal brothers like Casey to just two non-literal brothers. Uh, major wrestling figure podcast, a perfect mwah. A perfect other podcast to listen to after you listen to ours because daddy eats Hell his yeah. turkey legs first. Speaking of eating turkey legs, go to our social media, US Comics HQ. Hit like on Instagram and Facebook. You can hear about all of our misadventures. And also, you can hear me sometimes write out articles on how John stole my goddamn topic with the first week we do fake, wishful sponsorships. But with that being said, I'm going to start my clock. Unless Casey has something he wants to free advertise. You know what's been getting me through, boys? This little company called Seamless. It's keeping me alive. It's keeping me fed. And that's all I have to say about that. Thank you, Seamless, for my chicken and rice. You can use, I love you. You can use promo code Casey on Seamless for nothing <laughs> yeah. to happen. That's right. Oh, and also, another thing that's been keeping me going, you guys. How about that? How about oh, man. that? Love you guys. It would bring a tear to my eye if I wasn't mad at John. There you go. Uh, so. I'm going to go ahead and order a plate of chicken and rice on Seamless to be Atta shipped boy. to and the building that's on fire. More. I'll keep doing this for you. I got you guys. <laughs> done and done. So what I really, really loved, uh, what I really love about this day and age is we're getting consistent uh, adaptations of everything I loved 
And frankly, I never thought I would see. What I mean by that is this Charlize Theron action movie is based on a comic book. Invincible mm -hmm. has a cartoon series coming out, which just blows my absolute mind. But for everything that uh, is brought to the table that's new, things are resurrected. And it's sometimes a reboot. It's sometimes a reimagining. It's sometimes a sidestep. It's sometimes whatever John copyrighted because I forgot still, a damn game. Casey, he still doesn't <laughs> still know. Still can't remember it. Nope. Uh, you guys hearing the alarm, but not me, has just ruined my day. Um, <laughs> but what happens is when they bring these older properties back, for the most part, I feel very safe. Right? Because if Batman gets killed in an issue or paralyzed or Joker becomes a hermaphroditic sponge and they <laughs> change the character forever. If you wait long enough, what happens? Batman comes back. Joker comes back uh, either as a sponge or not. It's 2020. I'm not fucking judging. Um, there's a certain amount of guarantee. Uh, everything is going to try to get milked for more money. What really hurts, though, and what really sometimes takes me by surprise is when they do it, like, six times in a row. Uh, the Spider-Man like effect, like, the we turtles. like we were talking about, or, or Ninja Turtles. Um, there's a lot of these properties that kind of the minute, oh, we, we stopped making as much money as we wanted to, let's get more money. Uh, one of these properties lately has been Watchmen to very mixed results. And this week, they announced a brand new series picking up with a Watchmen character 35 years after the event of Watchmen, and that's Rorschach is getting mm. a maxi-series. Rorschach is getting 15 brand new issues um, from an amazing creative team, but I think Casey's face kind of spoke for all of us because it's something you read or see or, in this case, hear about and I think the natural reaction is, say what now? Uh, first, let me tell you, it's coming from Tom King, uh, one, of my, uh, one of my favorite writers, uh, still working. I think he's absolutely tremendous. Uh, the first thing I did once I saw this announcement about new Rorschach, uh, I said, I got to see what the consensus is. Because my initial reaction was like, uh oh I don't like that. Uh, when DC recently brought back the Watchmen characters, as Rorschach's going to climb in the window and smack me around for being a jerk. When Watchmen brought back Lighting the, the building on fire is a very Rorschach <laughs> thing to do. Uh, yeah. we, we did have a new Rorschach. We had someone who picked up the mantle, which I kind of hate. Um, yeah, I'm not a mantle guy. Tom King, though, has, has been on Twitter, and he's made a few guarantees. He's promised that Rorschach isn't suddenly going to be some sort of superhero he never really was he was a good good intentioned vigilante an hero at uh, best at best uh so i was immediately kind of relaxed by them getting ahead of the story a bit and going like don't worry it's it's going to be true this is what this character is 35 years later the story is going to be just as political as watchman was and and we've taken a good look at the series and uh, been inspired by the directions they took things and They've, they've said a lot of things I wanted to hear, but just the, it, it, it was almost a little bit of a heart stopper uh, because no. this is one of the sacred texts. 
And they made a movie, they made a TV series, they made sequel series. But to deep dive specifically into Rorschach, uh, right away I want to know what your gut feeling is in hearing that. And we'll start with our beautiful bearded guest, uh, Casey. Just hearing that, do you have uh, an affinity okay, for these characters? So, Hit me. My first question is because I want to make sure I have the correct This is context. the deep end of the pool, Casey. So it, no, but you, in you the, do your in best. The, no, no, I, I've read it. I've seen the film. I've seen the show. But just so I'm completely sure, Rorschach, at the end of Watchmen. The movie. He, what, no, well, the, comic, the, the graphic novel and the movie. He, did he die? Yeah. He did. Okay. Hard. So they're bringing he back. Didn't so much right? die like he got as he got turned into jelly. Up. Right. Okay. So <laughs> I just want to make sure that I'm remembering this correctly. Yeah. And then when we move to the Watchmen series, we're dealing with completely new characters, Correct. which was brilliant. Years Absolutely late. genius. So you're. So this is a plan to someone picking up the mantle, right? Uh, I don't know. That's what happened in the. <sighs> they did a big story in DC Comics. Um with the Justice League interacting with the Watchmen characters, and there was a Rorschach, but he was not the original Rorschach. Um, all right. He was a new character. So, but so my thought like is, so we have all these superheroes that they die, like you said. They get paralyzed. They, they come back to life. Or someone else, he's the new Batman. He's the new Spider-Man. All this kind of stuff. There's something to me about Watchmen that is a standalone work. Everything else are these series that have been coming. Batman and Superman have been around since the 30s and the 40s, okay? Things are going to change. Watchmen was a one-off work. Done. Okay, now they pick up a new story, new characters that is connected, and you have one or two characters who are still around. That mm -hmm. works. I don't like the idea of, out of nowhere, bringing back this iconic character just to like you said milk more cash why why can't we just leave some things as they are it's okay to leave things the way we remember it that's i that's how i feel when all new sequels to movies come out all the time sometimes it's okay to come up with a new idea and maybe that's that's almost preach, the lazy thinking. Baby, baby, preach. The lazy thinking is, well, just come up with a new idea. But yeah, come up with a new idea, please. You have a perfect character who met his demise. Let him be. I just, I don't get it. I don't get it. John, what about you? Uh, you know, it's very rare that, um, it really, on any topic, it's very rare that someone says it better than I could have. But I think Casey just said it better than I could have because it expresses my exact belief. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much on record in having that opinion in general terms just on this fucking podcast. That's usually how I feel about most things, even when they're sometimes not the best iteration of something. It's, it's, it's out there. It now belongs to everybody let let a sleeping dog lie. Like, I've woken up dogs before. These fuckers, they fall asleep on my pillow. <laughs> balls dragging across my, my newly laundered pillowcases. And, like, what do I do? Do I yank them out from under? Do I, you know, shove them around? You know, they weigh, like, 15, 16 pounds. I could do it. I don't do it. Why? 
I let a sleeping dog lie because sometimes when you move them, they fucking fart. And where your pillowcase may have just been a little doggy, now it's dog farty and just useless. Um, I'm very worried that this could be dog farty, quite frankly. Um, Rorschach, to me, uh, you always have these characters, and Charlie and I talk about them. There's the Wolverine effect, right? So if a little Wolverine is good, if uh, a Wolverine appearance in something sells, let's now, like a strip club on buy one, get one day, they are just throwing... Buy one, get one day? Oh, yeah. I'll send you the link. Um, <laughs> sometimes too much of a good thing is no good. And, and Casey and I were talking off camera about it. You can devalue the original when you do that. Like, um, you know, what was it? Multiplicity? You, if you keep on making a copy of a copy of a copy, eventually you've got Michael Keaton drooling and putting your VCR in the microwave because it's not, it's not even his fucking fault. His pants are on backwards, and you know. God, that's a terrific reference. <laughs> you Good get for a, you. <laughs> <laughs> you get to a place where you don't want to be, and potentially you could devalue it. What what new thing about Rorschach do we fucking need? I I'm firmly against double on the record against um, derivative characters especially if you leave them with the same fucking name the same look you know the, the this this fucking nonsense this this has all the ring of the spider-man clone saga we're like we killed spider-man nah just kidding he was a clone fuck you give me my money back that was a dick move on your part so uh I, I, at this point i'll i'm gonna wait i'm gonna wait because charlie is gonna charlie's gonna dole it out and i'll wait and say hey charlie is it worth reading Give me your copy. Um, I, I'm not going to put my money out there. And when you first started talking about it, Charlie, I didn't realize that it was uh, in comic book land. Um, we don't need another Rorschach story. Personally, I am 200 times more interested in a, a character that I don't know yet. May, maybe they were inspired by Rorschach. Maybe Rorschach, in all his tiny-bodied, grim... Uh, viewpoint, you know, sees the world through shit-colored glasses, but ultimately is like the the most heroic of all these heroes. And and this is one of those interesting stories. And this is where where they really got it right. Uh, we talk about this a lot. You know, there's a certain dynamic between Batman and Superman. Superman is fucking awesome. You know, here's another unsolicited plug. Superman is awesome because you have a character who can literally do anything he wants to do he wants to set the home run record single season and the, the home run rushing uh the, the 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 total total yardage rushing record and not be named bo jackson he could fucking do it but instead he says yeah pay me 40k a year and i'll be a working stiff and uh i'll be anonymous so to speak that's why superman is awesome he could be the king of the world instead he is a servant to mankind Batman, however, can't do shit. All Batman can do is pay for stuff. Physically, he could get ripped in half by 50% of that universe. But that doesn't stop him. He goes out there every day, pulls up his little tight pants, gets whatever child he's currently hanging around with, gets into his $100,000 <laughs> car, and he goes out into the world, and I say more respect to him. 
Probably he's listening to a lot of Michael Jackson in the Batmobile. It's fine. It's fine. He gets oh, no. done what he's got to get done. <laughs> oh, my okay? God. That being said, credit to Batman. I mean, he doesn't have to do any of that shit. He could sit at home with his 100-inch fucking TV and watch eight games at the same time and sleep with 72. He can do anything financially, life-wise. He doesn't have to do shit. But instead, he goes out there and he's fighting fucking human crocodiles and talking to clowns and all kinds of dumb shit. That's what's great about that mixture. You have, uh, um, you know, you have the haves and the have-nots in different capacities, in different ways with these two characters. Now, Rorschach, Rorschach is a character who wears his heart on his sleeves. Similarly, he can get ripped in half. Certainly by by the majority of the Watchmen and the ones that can't physically do it will shoot him in half. Um, But he's fucking out there every day and his moral compass is unshakable. Right. You could have the best fucking, um, you know, you could have the 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 best uh, the best. um, What's the word I'm looking for, Charlie? Sharper image. Right. You can have the best compass that they have. And you take a 10 cent refrigerator magnet, rub it on top. That shit is fucking useless. And that's us for the most part. Our morals are set in stone up until that point where a decision has to be made that goes against our moral code, but now inconveniences us. Now there's a conversation. I'm not saying that anybody here or anybody listening or watching would uh, necessarily not stick to their moral compass, but it's a conversation, right? There's some math that's involved at that point, like, well, do I save this uh, school bus full of burning babies? Mm, these sneakers are brand new, though, and they are very white. Um, let me let me think about it for a split second. I'm not saying I'm not going to do it. Not saying I'm not going to do it, but you're going to think about it. Rorschach doesn't think about it. Rorschach fucking runs in face first, globules all changing around on his face, and nobody can tell what the fuck is going on. He just does it because his compass is set true north, and it's unshakable. No 10 cent magnet is going to tell him anything different. That's what's amazing about that book and that story. Because to him, this is right, this is wrong, black, white, nothing in the middle. What other story are you going to tell with that character? There was another circumstance where the, the, the world was living in the gray medium, but he wasn't. He was black and white. We fucking already saw that. Even worse. You're going to tell a story where maybe this is before the fact, maybe it's a prequel, uh, who knows, but that maybe his moral uh, moral uh, fiber was questionable. Maybe um, he wasn't so set in his ways. Fuck you. That diminishes the Rorschach that we got in the long-form original. I don't want to hear that either. I don't want to see my, my, uh, my baseball heroes strike out. I don't want to see it. I don't want to fucking see it. So all they could possibly do at best is to uh, financially recapitalize recapitalize on something that wasn't theirs to begin with. And they're just going to squeeze more money out of his little trench coat. And at worst, they're going to devalue Rorschach, where now the next time that I pick up the book or I see the original movie, which was actually very good or whatever... <laughs> Or my therapist decides to put a couple of Rorschachs in front of me. I'm like, hey, I know that guy. Um, uh, money bag, it, dollar symbol. That's all DC sees. 
It's going <laughs> to take the shine potentially off of it. And I, frankly, I would rather not read the book unless Charlie fucking pins me down and insists that I do it uh, than potentially have my shit uh, devalued. Because the, at the end of the day, um, there are there are more interesting stories to tell. I mean, you can play with house money and play in that world. You can you can tell stories. The TV series on HBO showed us you can tell interesting stories within the world that they've created. You can do that and, and have a little bit of a, a cheat, a little bit of a head start, right? Have a million-dollar loan from daddy to start your business. Or you can fucking do something completely brand new, like, I don't know, U.S. Comics, 42 characters and counting. But isn't that what makes this even more frustrating? Is that they've, it's been proven that they can do it. Yeah. They can have a new franchise, but instead they're going backwards again. Like, I would much rather, I would much rather them do like year one of Sister Night of like, I'm a cop now. Like I'm a cop vigilante here in my early adventures. And even that I don't love because what I find interesting about our conversation so far on this beautiful episode 80 that had no technical difficulties whatsoever. (laughs) Uh, Certainly the audio won't. Um, No, no, no. The podcast version of this is 31 minutes. Um, the, The bottom line is we might be sounding a little bit hypocritical in saying that like we love the show, but this idea terrifies us, especially since we just talked about Creed uh, and our love for the Rocky franchise. Because no, is no, a- no, Charlie, those, those that's a false equivalency. Because tell me again, who played Rorschach on the HBO TV show? Oh, no, oh no, that's I, right. He wasn't. Well, I mean, on this, this is kind of the point I was making. You just spoke for twenty-two fucking minutes. Maybe You're me welcome. and Casey get a goddamn turn. On well, my segment, before, so I was sub- trying to catch the up. ticking clock is doing nothing but enraging me. Um, <laughs> but that's that's my point. Is on any sort of any sort of analysis leads you to a natural place. Now, don't get me wrong. Rocky very much could have ended at the first film, but I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad that there was someone there that wanted to milk it for money. But the difference is, uh, in my opinion, is the time. Uh, when you allow something to sit and marinate in the in the kind of world zeitgeist, you 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 talk about something like Star Wars. It never stopped. I didn't use that word right. Uh, when you talk about Star Wars and the novels and the video games, Star Wars never went away. No. Rocky very much said, "Here's Rocky. Here's fucking Rocky two. You like that? Here's three. Oh fuck! Now we're gonna fight Russia, and he's gonna end the Cold War. Uh, fuck." We fucked up with this fifth one. There's a robot. Uh, (laughs) Fuck you guys. At least four of them were good. Then a long time later, Stallone was like, I'm really unhappy with not making a lot of money. Also, as well as not having a real bookend. And Rocky Balboa happened. And some fans, myself included amongst them, went apeshit for like a proper proper conclusion because Rocky V is growing on me. Now you have this whole side story with Adonis, and it flips the script. He's he's not a poor, has the box to live, you know, love lorn guy. He's a rich kid who was saved from poverty by his biological by his by not his biological mother by his biological father's wife. Kind of suddenly throws him into this white collar world, and he's like, "No, fuck it. What's in my 
soul is this other shit. Then they work in a beautiful love story. Then the sequel, which I know... Then he goes to Wakanda, and he's like, no, we gotta give these weapons to the world. (laughs) The goddamn only real Black Panther. He won the stupid tournament gimmick. Here's goddamn Black Panther. T'Challa, fucking kick rocks, you son of a bitch. Um, (laughs) We've already pissed off Zuckerberg. Do not drag Disney and Marvel into this. They will cancel us before... <laughs> I want a director's cut of Black Panther where he just fucking snaps T'Challa's neck and he's like, We're in charge now. Fucking, it would be better than the real world. I'm just saying. Um, Yikes. But the, the Creed 2, which doesn't work for John, but works for me, this is now a new franchise to, to kind of live on its own. What's frustrating oh. about Rorschach is when I read this description, which talks about. See? Talk about Disney. She's on fire. Captain America is going to throw a shield through my window in any fucking minute. Um, But what's interesting is they have this idea. It's 35 years later. Uh, Rorschach has become this pulp figure because of his diary. This is a guy who's looked at like he's fucking Batman, but he's not Batman. You know it would be nice if they did a different type of character to steal what both of you said and roll it together. The, it should be. What if there was this guy who uses uh, Rorschach, his idol, to inform his heroism, not realizing Rorschach was a fucking crazy person eating cold ass beans. And now you have someone who's who's kid Rorschach, who's fucking like spunky like Dick Grayson, but he well, thinks well, he's Charlie, living in that trench coat. If I may, scene. because I, I think it's speaking to your point also. That was one of the things that I took away from the HBO series was that in this kind of world, never mind all the other political things that were happening in their world, which obviously mirrored ours and is, you know, true art makes you think about you like, oh, wait a minute. That looks like my Tuesday. Hold on a second. Is this what's going to happen? I mean, there are literal police forces, you know, in the United States right now who are wearing yellow masks will look like they could have been um, uh, extras from the the Watchmen HBO series. But what I took away from it was mixed into this uh, to this kind of like this group of, uh, the, of you know lawgivers out there, all those all those masks out there, uh, Sister Knight, the Russian dude, I mean, to me, they're all inspired within that story. they're they are all inspired by Rorschach. They're 100%. basically like next generation of the Rorschachs because look, if you exist in a world uh, where there are Dr. Manhattans, just blue dicks swinging in the wind, 50 feet tall, um, you're like, well, that's all well and good. And clearly, yeah, clearly King Dingling is, <laughs> is uh, he doesn't have any problems in that department. Um but I can't be a Dr. Man- Dr. Manhattan or you have, you know, or, or you fucking have uh, Osmandius with all the money in the world, you know, fucking um, obliterates the Jeopardy uh, championship record, like wins for three years consecutive, smartest motherfucker there is. You're like, that's all well and good for him. He can pull off gold and purple, but I can't. And you kind of run down their roster. I don't have a flying bug. I don't have a, a giant leather titty outfit. You know, there are certain things where you're like, okay, yeah, that's all. That's great. That I that can't be me. 
But then you see Rorschach running running in the room at five foot four, fedora, you know, fluttering in the breeze. Uh, and you think, I could do that. I could do that. That's inspirational. That's motivational. That's reproducible, but in a, like a different flavor, right? Coke is good. Cherry Coke's better. Uh, so that's far more fucking interesting to me. But I think that what the show did so well was they said, look, these people were clearly inspired by him, but that's not what this story is about. That's just dress. Or why don't you take him and then you have this guy who's now inspired by him, but he goes the wrong direction. 100%. And what we were talking about before with the Mission Impossible, make him the villain. Don't even make him an anti-hero. Make him the bad guy. That's that would be interesting. What I'm about taking up a, the mantle of like the, the Bible thumping version of that holding that diary. He takes it all super literal, no Absolute nuance. Literal. That's genius. Bingo. That's fucking great because you can have two people reading the same menu and coming away with completely different fucking stuff. You yeah. know, you walk into the Chinese restaurant you're like, "I'll have the cheeseburger." What the fuck menu were you reading, man? <laughs> um, yeah, Casey, that's great. Charlie, open up the checkbook. Uh, write another executive producer check to Casey. Let's make that one happen. Can you fucking imagine? Can you imagine a Rorschach who got everything fucking wrong? So, yes, that's that's acceptable in any uh, TV or Walmart, whoever you can find open right now. Um, yeah, no, a hundred percent. That's fucking. That's a. That's a great. Flip pull. the script, man. Give me something new. What yeah. now? Is that newness? Why something? And Casey, I actually don't know your opinion on this. What do you think about the Creed movies? I love them. Is and it when they first, it adds that because new they were good. Because they were good. I, I'm not gonna lie. When when it was announced, I was terrified. I was like, guys, we had our ending. The natural reaction beautiful. is beautiful. Oh <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was beautiful. But then I heard a little bit more about what the story they were going with and having Sly be that secondary character. It just worked beautifully. It put him in the Mickey role. And then what they made him go through. I Look, I cry in movies all the time. <laughs> I, the end of that movie, holy shit, guys. I was bawling because what we saw him go through, and I remember turning and saying... I just watched my best friend go through the most devastating part of their life. It was done beautifully. And then the second movie was beautiful. So here's the thing. If they would have made those Creed movies and they weren't good, then I would have been pissed. Sure. Because you would have ruined my favorite thing. So I guess we have to hold a little bit of judgment, I guess. But like, like I said earlier... If we're going to compare the two, Rocky is that – it's still – it's that series thing, and you can always add on. Watchmen yeah. is a complete product. The only thing I'm going to slightly disagree with you there, Casey, on is the fact that, like, we don't have to do shit. It's up to <laughs> them to make me because I was excited. I'm, you know, admittedly, uh, I'm not ashamed of linking Hobbs and Shaw. I know it's <laughs> – I know it's bad. Yeah. You knew but it was going to happen, Casey. But, I, it's, but it's my type of bad. I didn't sit down. When I saw the fucking trailer for Hobbs and Shaw and The Rock ate his morning coffee, I went, <laughs> I know what type of movie this is going to fucking be, and I'm here for it. Oh, boy. What I think's interesting is when Creed was announced, I immediately was like, more Rocky? Fucking sign it up. 
When I saw that first trailer, though, I did the, like, classic, like, what the... F oh, shit, is this going to be good on top of it existing? Or something like... Um, something like Thor Ragnarok. The second Thor movie... Sorry, Disney overlords. The second <laughs> Thor movie is, like, unfucking watchable It's so Correct. bad. When I heard Thor 3, I said, I saved $18... Because uh, I'm not fucking seeing it. Then I saw that first trailer. And when it hit the... Ah! I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Fuck yeah! Thor! Like, I immediately flipped on it. Because they made me want to find out what was going on. The same thing happened with the Watchmen show. John and I sat on this podcast, I think. And we're like, there's no way that's good. <laughs> fucking fast forward we're like we're dumb as hell i hope that's been edited out because that doesn't sound oh like i me. deleted the whole back catalog i was you, ashamed you know what, charlie just uh, just as we're up against the 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 horn also uh, you know just just so that we have a frame of reference oh there's no frame of reference for john tonight <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, beat, just, beat the canes, baby. Beat the canes. Just a little overtime review. Uh, line was uh, my foot was over the line. Um, no, just just so so that we have um, the the okay. Thank God, but it could have been. I, I, with the exception of Casey and probably Charlie, no one is more uh, more satisfied and happy that Rocky. The you know the 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 Rocky flag is flapping in the breeze proudly, and they're still awesome new content, new stories coming out because to keep it. And, you know, I named my dog Sly, so, you know, I love him. Um, but it could, the Rocky franchise could have been the Rambo franchise. And those movies, while they might be enjoyable, no one is tripping over themselves to say that Rambo movies are good. You know, I mean, they are fucking Rambo is not Rocky. That, that, no. That well, the first one's great. First one is great, First but it's blood, not Rocky. It's fucking amazing. First Blood, I would put in the conversation with Rocky. I wouldn't put it above it, but if you're making a top ten list, you could easily have them both on that list. Sure. After First Blood, though, it's a long road. Is damn straight. It's a long road to the next fucking good Rambo movie you're going to see. Um, and it has been really a steep decline. So... You know, when you when you play uh, when you play with fire, you can get burned. And you know, um, sometimes you yep. The sirens, the sirens said it best. Sometimes, Damn it, man, this friggin' city, on. man, there's always and, something going on. <laughs> you know, Good Lord. If you were Spider Man, the whole world would know. Because that first oh, alarm, you'd be like, I gotta go. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> see Casey, like, yeah, exactly. The wavy lions. Half oh, his face God. is a mask, inexplicably. It's a, it's a whole fucking mess. <laughs> you see uh, Casey, like 17, Casey's just jumping all over the room, but like. God, I love that <laughs> and then John <laughs> jumps behind him, but it looks better because Daredevil's better than fucking Spider-Man. I'll fight anyone, anytime, a la Rocky. I want a CG simulation first, though, and then I want them to break their hand so that I can justify 18 rounds. There you go. Spider-Man. Thank you so much for joining us today, Casey. Uh, thank you for putting up with the technical difficulties that John caused because he talked shit about the Zuck. Everyone knows me and the Zuck are on first name, half name basis. 
because we're just that fucking tight. John, thank you for not uh, immediately accusing me and instead knowing it was Facebook's fault. But speaking I'll of Facebook, you can see our beautiful faces every week live here on Facebook. All of our social media, which is Facebook and Instagram, is on US Comics HQ. Do me a favor. The Q is for quality. If you're watching this, hit the <laughs> like button, hit the heart button, uh, hit the share button, tell a friend, make your aunt download it. Uh, we are at a podcast, U.S. Comics Cast. We're available everywhere. You can hear podcasts every single week. We are dropping hints. We are dropping details. We are leading up to that comic book becoming very, very real, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, you, you can't be first in line. Because Casey's first in line, but you could yeah. be probably fourth or fifth because we got parents and shit. Uh, but join <laughs> the revolution now. Join uh, the future now because we are going to take shit. We're not just talking shit. Charlie You'll is, be able to Charlie, talk shit about our not shit. Not just talking shit. Charlie is literally working out trademarks in live time. He's like, oh, US <laughs> Comics, we drink coffee in the from nugs. Like everything. And then. This video will serve. He like owns all the patents, all the trademarks. Like, no, I made that shit up. Meanwhile, I came up with a reroute, which is fucking awesome, and probably can't even remember. Nope, I keep thinking of the show reboot, but I know it's not it. So I'm like re 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 topomonymous, hippopotamus, some shit like that. But <laughs> there is only one way. We end U.S. Comics cast, whether you're seeing our beautiful faces or whether you're hearing our lovely voices. And, John, how is the way in which we end shit? Ah, jeez, you always do this to me, and I'm never sure. Oh, yeah, Bad Mary, take us out. Mm -hmm.